0: Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. One of the premier automotive high schools in the country. Wrench Nation. Car Talk, your family. Taking you on a journey every week. Turn that music up for you. That's what we're talking about, bringing you together, bringing you guys with us on this journey where we have had folks from India, we have had folks from China, all to do with the good works of the automotive industry, and something tells me, boy, that song, I don't know if I'm just in love with that song. Can we get that song back up, please? Is it too late? I want to share with the people. Nice. All right, we're going to bump it, people. All right, I know what you guys are thinking, what the hey did we just tune into, but you know, part of the show is we want to introduce you to uh, some good music, whether it be some reggae, whether it be some classical, whether it be some Frank Sinatra, or what you just heard that may stick, I don't know. As a show opener, and that was Babylon, Jaws, Tosaki. That's a nice song. And that's a big shout out to my daughter, who's 22. She's really into the raves. She, she said, turned you onto that? She said, Dad, you Dad. need to stop playing all that old music, Dad. <laughs> I said, well, honey, let me try it. Let's try it. I mean, if we were on another station playing disco, like 70s music, we probably got in trouble with that one. Yeah, well, she's got my vote on that one. Well, I'm just saying for our family listening on Saturday to the replay shows, 90.7, 88.7 at KFNX, that's your song. We may stick with that as an opener to this medley of Wrench Nation. Spe- I think it's good. Speaking of medley, I, I do want to thank you guys. You guys uh, on the podcast are rock stars. We appreciate you. But well, one thing, I, I'm, I'm, ups, I'm I'm upset with you people because you did, you're didn't you not giving us a review. I'm lonely. No reviews? I'm lonely, people.
1: Well, I we gotta, got to get we, some reviews. We
0: had some reviews, but it just seemed like it went dormant and I'm feeling lonely. If you're in your car right now, do you know what it feels like to be lonely? Oh, no. Bree, do we have any lonely music? I'm thinking because... Imagine this. Your great stereo in your ride, stuck in traffic, just went kaput, and you have nothing but the void of your brain. Silence. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: All right.
2: That, that was a couple of <laughs> octaves too high, but what I'm saying to you people is we're
0: feeling lonely, which just means you've been with our Wrench Nation family. You've traveled with us from NHRA guests like Robert Hite, Funny Car Champ, and some of the JFR racing, and the beautiful Princess Vedita Singh from Berwani. I loved that show that was where we one. talked about automotive artistry mm-hmm. and keeping that old school art alive. Well, we need a review. We want to know how those shows did by you, because we are feeling a little lonely. So I won't mention it again, because then I feel like I'm trying to sell you on a review. Good, bad, or ugly. WrenchNation.TV. Get on over there. Uh, Always a pleasure to hang with Susie Sockets. Susie, how are you, girl? Mr.
1: Frank, amazing, sir.
0: I mean, it's... How are you amazing? It's 111 degrees out there.
1: You know what? Somebody <laughs> said to me one time, did you wake up this morning? Do you have do you have employment? Basics. Yeah, do you have people around you that Isn't that, love that you? true? Then that's amazing.
0: Like all you horsepower people. Listen, you got 165 horsepower. Isn't that just enough? Why are you trying to get more horsepower out of a Chrysler <laughs> LeBaron? I watched a video of a guy. He's trying to put a big block in a Chrysler LeBaron. That was pretty funny. Well, I do want to start off the show. Of course, you guys rock, and we always appreciate you guys hanging. I have an interesting show guest. I'm going to talk about that uh, here in just a quick moment. But I felt compelled, Susie, before we started the show, I felt it necessary to share some news. Our show is vibrant, transparent, upbeat at times, reflective at others. And this is a reflective moment for one of the most inspirational gals, an inspiration to many women, youngsters, Jessie Combs, fastest woman on four wheels, attempting to break her own record in a jet car, 52,000 horsepower jet powered. Car was killed. Oh no. While attempting that record out in Oregon. Combs was 39 years old. She held that title of fastest woman on four wheels. It is a tragic, tragic story. I wanted to share with our listeners the importance of being safe. Jessie's Combs crashed in the Alvord Desert in Oregon. Uh, she was uh, sadly killed there while attempting to beat her previous record where she managed a 483 miles per hour shakedown.
1: well, wow, our condolences to her family.
0: Big condolences. So uh, I, I wanted to share with you, a lot of you uh, know Jesse Combs. Of course, uh, Jessie's done a lot of TV. She's just been a phenomenal inspiration. Uh, I would like to quote Terry Madden uh, from her camp uh, who released the information. She was the most amazing spirit that I have ever or we'll ever know. Unfortunately, we lost her yesterday in a horrific accident. I was the first one there. And trust me, when we did everything humanly possible to save her, he goes on and on. I don't want to go through that, but, right. um, so rest in peace, Jesse Combs, 1980 to 2019. Jesse Combs, rest in peace.
1: Well, wow, We love you, Jesse.
0: That's a tough go. So, I mean, the reality is uh, we talk a lot about horsepower on the show. We, we talk about, uh, you know, we joke. We try to keep it light. You know, we're, we uh, you don't want to be too serious. But a lot of you headed to SEMA last minute, burning midnight oil, trying to get your horsepower on. Um, and we sometimes lose track. We're in a, it can be a dangerous business. That's why I've always said to our mechanics in the base, our technicians... We lift cars up and down all day long. Now, certainly I'm not comparing this to a 52,000 horsepower jet engine that sadly Jesse Combs passed in. But what I'm saying is we in life can do a lot of stuff that we take for granted that holy cow sure. is unsafe. And it actually has to take like my 10-year-old, dad, how much do those cars weigh when you lift them? And then you start thinking, holy cow, that's right. A big- And so we have to be safe. So that's my message to you. I think Jesse Combs would have said to live life to its fullest, but respect the boundaries. And uh, so rest in peace, Jesse Combs. Susie, what's shaking in your world? What do we got?
1: Well, hey there, Frank. So, you know, we had a customer today and I wanted to kind of bring this up. He has a Dodge Caravan and he had a fuel leak. He took it to a shop. They sent the work out um, to a radiator shop to do some repairs to this fuel tank. And it was leaking at the filler neck. Now, as a general rule, we don't want to repair fuel tanks. We want to always replace. Well, yeah, if
0: you go into a garage, people, come on.
1: And you're like, hey, I bought a used gas tank. How much y'all charge me to put a
0: used gas tank? Forget it. Nobody's going to mess with that. Go to your doctor and say, hey, listen, I got a, I got a kneecap from uh, Botswana. Uh, can you guys put that Botswana kneecap on? It's not going to happen. Fuel is dangerous. Fuel tanks. So what happened? So
1: in his defense, you know, he had this issue, got it back, and it actually was still leaking again. Now, he did his due diligence. He tried to call the dealer. They were discontinued. He called. Well, well, let me
0: ask you this, though, because uh, we preach this. If you have a problem with a repair from a garage, you should go back to that garage. Did he go back to the original garage? He didn't.
1: No, he didn't. He, he lost saw, confidence. Yeah. He All saw right. the fuel leak. So, right. you know, he made the attempt um, to actually repair it himself with some JB Weld and um, use some rubber around it. And it started leaking again. So, luckily, we were able to source A used tank, electric quality. Yeah, it's the only choice. It's not made, yeah. Yeah, but you know, can you imagine having that issue? I mean, you don't want to buy a new car, you want to salvage the one you've got, or you want to keep the one. You know, you don't want the payments. And well, you don't want to give up. Yeah, but is there a safe way to
0: to repair this? I wouldn't go on record. I mean, I know that the police departments and forgive me, I do not have the name. I want to (sighs) say It's an industry term. I believe we used to call it dum-dum, and it's a gooey substance. I don't know if you can look that up, Brie, but don't quote me. I just can't remember, but I do know that the emergency response service folks, mm-hmm. municipalities, almost swear they have what they call dum-dum, and it's a, just a quick patch, get me by. You know, J.B. Weld, a lot of folks will do J.B. Weld. It's temporary. Look, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, if you're, you got a fuel leak, you, you got a fuel leak and you're trying to get from A to B, uh, duct tape, I've seen people just get by.
1: Really? Well, you just got to do what you got to do. But like anything, like you can't go to the gas station, put gasoline in a milk carton, right? I mean, they, you have to no. have a special container. So, very good point. Gas I mean, it's going to permeate through. Yeah, absolutely you know. right.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. So, uh, <laughs> You know, there's plenty of YouTube videos with probably some guy mixing seaweed with Cheerios and a little sugar, and that was the fix. You know, whatever. But yeah. you know, I'm just saying, if if like travel weekend is coming, and if you're running, I always say, don't stress out. Yeah. Like if you like, first off, you you need to get in the garage. Yeah. Whether it's our place, Desert Car Care, Chandler, or any other good garage, get on the website. We have garages for you, ranchnation.tv, on the friends section. Or call us if you're not in our neighborhood. I don't care if you're in Alaska. I got somebody out there for you. Yeah, you do. And I'm just saying, get it inspected. But if not, let's say you straggled and you bought all this other stuff and you forgot you're all poor, your poor ride didn't get the inspection. Well, if if stuff happens, don't stress out.
1: Right, right. what, so what the good news is we found
0: one though. We did for this gentleman. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. I really You know what? People don't realize. I don't know what we call ourselves—service advisors, service consultants. We sound so official. <laughs> but all we're doing, man, is we're just—we're jumping in, kumbaya, solving right. problems, and we want to
1: come out uh, in a positive fashion. That's right. So we're always going to do a due diligence approach, and we are gonna—we're gonna find that thing for you. People, before profits. Yes. Perfect.
0: It's not easy. But it's, it's there, and that's, uh, speaking of profits, how many of you taken your paycheck and threw it in your car? Raise your hand.
1: I'm not raising my hand.
0: How many of you taken your paycheck and paid for an insurance bill for your car? I'm raising both my hands. How many understand? How much does it cost to maintain your
1: car? I'm calculating now.
0: How much does it cost to own a car? Brand new car. You big daddy. You got a raise at work, and you bought yourself a nice little ride. There's a number? Seven eight thousand a year, Ooh. according to AAA. That's the fact. Now, okay.
1: now, you've heard of sugar free. Okay, I've heard of fat free. Have you heard of living car free? Are you saying carb like C A R B? No! No. Car! Car! Vehicle? Vroom, vroom? Vroom, vroom! No! Put all the mechanics out of business and go
0: car-free! Car-free! Can you believe it? An automotive show is going to tell you how you can live car-free! Get out of here! Are you guys ready? We are excited! We got Emmy Award winning broadcaster, journalist, and author of a pretty well-received book, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Save money, breathe easier, and get more mileage out of life. Mr. Chris Baelish is the author of this book. He's going to join us. How would you like to figure out how to live car free? Is this possible? You're listening. You got five children in the back of that Dodge Caravan, do you? Can you live car free? Are we insane? We got Chris Baelish. We're going to dive into living car free. Stay tuned next. Ranch Nation. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text. Real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at Boltontechnology.com.
2: Strawberries, cherries, and an
0: angel's kiss in spring. My summer wine is really made from all these things. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Big shout out to Joe who texted uh, Joey texted us about Dum Dum. But I'm just not sure if that's it. Dum Dum is kind of a, a silly putty type cock. But anyway, we gotta talk about our, our special guest that we have. Uh, and again the topic we are covering is covering is uh Can you live well without owning a car? Imagine the money you save. Imagine the health introduction if you were to bike it. Is it possible, is it possible for you to ditch that ride, save a ton of money, and go car-free? Maybe. Chris Baelish is an award-winning feature writer, reporter, and broadcast journalist. He began his writing career some time ago and introduced how to live well without owning a car this book has been on the marketplace for some time and we are honored to bring in mr chris baelish chris are you hanging
2: i am here frank Frank, welcome
0: welcome brother. nemesis (laughs) brother i tell you uh uh, you probably said well wait a minute this wrench nation bunch of mechanics they want to interview me on i think it's fascinating uh, let's just get right into it. What made you go out and start thinking, especially living in L.A., I'm going to ditch my car, get my health back, and save a ton of money? Tell us how you transitioned to all that.
2: Oh, I went car-free by accident, Frank. Believe it or not, I was a news anchor in St. Louis, Missouri, and I was a car addict. I had a big uh, Toyota Sequoia with an iForce V8. Big huge vehicle. I loved that thing. Yeah. You know, it had eight seats, but ninety-nine percent of the time I was the only one driving it. So I decided to sell it, downsize, and get something a little more practical. I thought it would take a couple months to sell the vehicle. The first guy that showed up bought it on the spot and literally drove it away. I was without a car for the first time in my life and I was panicked. That was, like, forced upon you. Forced, yeah. I had no idea.
0: You know what we say on the show, Chris? Uh, Planning kills magic.
2: (laughs) I had no idea what I was going to do. Luckily, that was on a Friday, so I had the weekend to figure out, how the hell am I going to get to work on Monday? So I literally took a taxi to work for, like, a week because I just was clueless. Um but then here's something funny happened. So I start figured out how to get to work. I was either taking mass transit or riding my bike. Figured it out and after a couple days I'm like, okay, I can do this for a while, and I was still shopping for a car. Well, after a couple of weeks I was like, you know, this isn't too bad. I'm riding the train to work. I can use my laptop. I'm getting some work done. I'm productive. My commute's now productive time. Um and so after that, after about a month or so of that, I thought I checked my bank account, and I couldn't believe how much money was in there. I was like, "Wow, it's got to be a mistake." This is some extra dinner money in that <laughs> one, yeah. 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 So, and I was like, it was like an extra thousand dollars. And I said, "Well, that doesn't make sense because my car payment, my lease payment on the Sequoia, was only like $460, 470. And I did so. I, I did the math for the first time in my life. I sat down, went through all my old bank statements, my credit cards everything and looked at every expense related to that car i'm not kidding it was a thousand dollars a month for uh. that sequoia and when you add in the insurance oh, yeah. parking at work yeah. parking at home everything else so i was like man maybe i'll stretch this out a couple more months and just save a little bit of money pay off my credit cards and then i'll buy a new car after a couple more months went by i noticed some more benefits I I was more productive because I was on the train. I was saving a fortune. I paid off the credit cards. I started saving about 50% Of my take-home pay. I was in better physical shape. I started riding my bike to work. I saw my abs for the first time literally in years. I had less stress. I had greater peace of mind. I had fewer worries, no anxiety. I was sleeping better, and it seemed like I had a lot more free time. So I was like, you know what? Is this weird? Or maybe I'll stretch this out another couple months. Then I started asking people Hey, what do you guys think if I just go car free completely cold turkey? I don't, I don't even buy another car.
0: Kinda, I gotta ask you a question, Chris, real quick, because it seems like the peer pressure's on. We live in a society. Yeah. Uh, Susie, what you driving, girl? Uh, Frank, what are you driving? How did yeah. you did you feel like the rest of the world or your immediate social circle was saying, "What's wrong with this guy"?
2: Did you feel that? One hundred percent, absolutely. I did. Now, keep in mind, this was fifteen years ago. Oh yeah. So it, things have changed a little bit uh, since then. But absolutely, I was. I, I felt really weird, and so I thought. But you know what? This is so much better than when I owned a car. I have so much extra money. I I feel so much better. I'm, I'm healthier. There's got to be something to this. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to write. I worked for the Gannett Company, which owns USA sure. Today. yeah, yeah. And I thought, I'm going to write an article about this and pitch it to USA Today. I started researching the article, and I started looking for other people living car-free. I put up I went through bicycle clubs and listserves back then in the day and I posted a bunch of notices. I got thousands of emails. Thousands of emails from car free people and here's what I learned. This was a big lesson that I took away from it. The car free folks are not a bunch of people who are down on their luck and can't afford a car. Quite the opposite. We're professionals with careers. We just care more about saving money and good financial moves and the environment than we do about impressing strangers at a stop sign.
0: And it was a tough transition behaviorally, but it it almost seemed like it it slowly somewhat fell in your lap. Chris, I'm going to have you hang tight. If you're just joining us, we've got the author, Chris Baelish, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. But I do want to get to our teacher, Susie, out of California. She has a question about window tint. Chris, hang tight. Uh, Susie, are you hanging?
1: Hi, Frank, and thank Susie. Hi there. Well,
0: thank you for your patience. Let's go ahead and get your question. We want to bring Chris Baelish back. You have a question about window tint. Shoot. Yeah, is it
1: worth uh, having
0: your car windows tinted? Oh, absolutely. I say yes. If you're in Phoenix, boy, that's like mandatory.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> it is, funny. but what I would say is spend a little extra. Get the good product, right? Like anything else, because that sucker will start peeling. You know, I've seen that in the garage. Right. Uh, I'm not a window tint expert, but I can tell you if you call us at the garage, who do we have that does the window? We've t- got a couple uh, referrals. Yes, I can, we'll get I can your give referrals. You. Susie, keep cool out there in California, girl. Okay. We love you.
2: This is an old car, but it's worth it. Huh? Uh, it's, it's worth it.
0: it, definitely. Yeah.
2: Okay,
1: we will. I will contact you. Thank, Thank you,
0: you, Susie. Take care out Take there. Care. Thank All right. Chris, I do apologize. Uh, When Susie calls from uh, California, we take that call. (laughs) (laughs) So Chris Bailish, author of How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Chris, one of the things that you tapped into is, as this was sort of uh, coming into your lap, uh, a part of your book talks about a very important question. Can you get over your own ego? How much of my ego is really going to get in the way of saying, I'm going to dump my my 68 camaro and i'm not i'm just gonna go car free
2: i would say about 20 billion dollars
0: <laughs> that's what i thought you were gonna say especially that with me
2: much yeah the, you know the oil companies the car companies uh madison avenue that 's how much they spend on advertising every year to convince every American that somehow your your self worth and your ego is all tied up into your ride and, and that 's great for a lot of people. a lot of your viewers love cars. I like cars and, and if you 're a car nut you're a car guy you're a car girl, you love you know automobiles that 's fantastic, but a lot of people just see their car as a necessary way to get to and from work and they're not car people right so these are the kind of folks that that I'm targeting with my book, and I just really want everybody to know you are your own person. You do not have to tie your net worth, not your net worth, but your personal self-worth up into your vehicle.
0: Well, I tell you, um, you hit on a, in and in fact, this is one of the reasons we, we really, and first of all, thank you for joining our show. There are a lot of people that are going to, uh, as we continue the conversation, gain some benefit. Uh, I think we do need to look at our own personal uh, lifestyles and introduce a bit more health why are we introducing more gyms, Susie? I don't know, Frank. Why? I, I mean, there's this fitness and that fitness, and this Joe's gym, and how about we we, we kind of just get rid of some of the things that I may. Mean. That's true. Or at least attempt. Like I'd be willing, Chris. I'd be willing to make a contractual arrangement with you according to page seventy-two and take my bike twice a week. Oh, that's awesome. You would? I think you'd love it. I did it in the past. Do you know how far you live? Well, I'm crazy that way. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Chris, we want to answer uh, to a lot of, we have a lot of parents listening uh, here from uh, the station and, of course, the East Valley Institute of Technology. Before we head to break, we have a few minutes. I'd like you to open up and sort of engage what would be many listening now that say, hey, listen, I've got three or four kids. I am driving the Sequoia. How do I I don't get how am I going to manage all the gigs that I have for my kids and make this attempt of you know car light or car free
2: Yeah, great question. In fact, my wife Jennifer and I were expecting our first child in November. So, Aww, uh, congratulations. Oh man,
0: let's glad for that. Good for you. Yeah. For you said first
2: Yes, yeah, our first child. Well,
0: Big Daddy, Big Daddy, congratulations! Thank to you, you very Chris. much. Yeah, so we're
2: we're uh, committed to raising our child and our family car free. So, but you bring up a good point. For single people, married couples with no kids, living car free is a no brainer. Yeah. I say it's the best financial decision they'll ever make. But for families with kids, yes, it can be a lot harder. Which is why I coach families who can't go entirely car-free, to cut down to only having one car. Become a one-car family. This is totally doable. It just takes a little bit of lifestyle re-engineering. My sister's a great example. She did it. She's got three kids, 9 to 15. She cut down to one car and saved enough money to start funding the children's college fund. So if parents are finding it difficult to meet monthly expenses and save for college, become a one-car family.
0: Yeah, and you guys can get that information, uh, carfreecourse.com, carfreecourse.com. We do have the author, uh, Emmy Award-winning journalist out of Los Angeles. How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Many of you listening right now, you probably, uh, maybe you came back to us because you like us and said, well, is this the right Ranch Nation show? (laughs) Listen, I'm telling you right now, as a topic, a family topic, can at least one person in the family commit to making an attempt to lighten up a little bit on that car? I think a lot of what you did, Chris, is it kind of fell in your lap. You got invigorated You, in what happens next. You got inspired. Right. And now you have this movement creating uh, some change. I do want to quote some facts. This is stunning. Uh, and this is page 55 out of the book, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Six point five nine. Million-ish people commute to work each day by public transit. Big number. Yes, 158,000 people commute by motorcycle. Now that's a question. Somebody had asked me. I don't remember. Does a motorcycle count as car-free? Yes, absolutely. Right. Oh, that's a win. Yeah, that is a win.
2: That's absolutely a win, and it's going to save you a lot of money.
0: All right. Well, Chris Baelish, uh, author of How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. I want you guys to stick around. Uh, we are going to dive into some more of car-free living. What's the alternative? What is the idea behind that? What are the true savings? Of course, CarFreeCourse.com is where you can find more. Frank, Susie, Ranch Nation. Hang tight. near you partsauthority.com Oh, cinnamon where you gonna run to? Cinnamon where you gonna run to? Where you gonna run to? All on them day. Right on. Welcome back. Wrench Nation. Uh, if you guys are hanging and dipping in and out of the show, uh, especially on the weekend uh, replays and certainly the podcast, get on to wrenchnation.tv. You can catch the uh, shows. We upload them typically, usually within three to five days from today, uh, weekend, and uh, catch some of the uh, topics. Uh, this topic is pretty interesting. Avoid the gas pump. Big uh, I mean, you got me excited, Chris. You just have a statement. Avoid the gas pump. <laughs> Cut I
2: don't it. even know what the cost of gas is right now. Look this at it. Look,
0: especially out in California. I was that's just right. out in Carlsbad, man. The
2: gas is expensive. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, cut expenses, reduce debt, simplify your life. Here's some of the top 10 cities as quoted in the book, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Of course, you can catch that book on Amazon. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, that's on the list. Chicago, Denver, New York, Philadelphia, Portland, Oregon, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, washington dc and i'm sure there are many other cities uh there was a question raised uh we had a text individual that texted about well i live in a in a remote i'm 30 miles outside of the city what ideas would you give somebody that may not be um on a regular bus schedule route
2: uh, sure yeah well i would say uh one of one of the things to keep in mind is now is the best time in history to live car free. All of the apps and the transit networking transportation networking companies, the delivery places, the bird scooters, the jumps uh, jump bikes, e-bikes, uh, electric uh, bicycles, all that stuff. The technology and the startups in the transportation space are really changing things. Now, of course, I do, uh, I always tell people who, if you live in a rural area without public transportation, too far out for Uber and Lyft and things like that, that is absolutely a challenge. And in the very first page of the book, I mentioned, look, there's this isn't for everybody. If you live in a city, you can do it. If you live in a suburban area, you can probably do it. But if you live pretty far out, that can absolutely be uh, much more of a challenge. And, um, you know, I think that's changing, though. And with all the technology and the transportation uh, companies that are coming online, I think that is getting better.
0: Yeah. Give us the raw uh, brass taxes to how much uh, would uh, a couple with a small family, two-car two car ownership family, what, what uh, kind of money can they save?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, according to the Automobile Association of America, AAA, they say that, as their current statistics state, about $8,400 $8, $8, per year or $700 a month is what the average American spends to own a car. Now, to me, that seems like a lot, and that is a big chunk of most people's paycheck. And I've done the math, it checks out. I've heard. I've coached many, many people on going car-free. And they always say, oh, no, no, not me. My car payment is only $260. I spend way less than the average. Nope. We sit down, we run the numbers, we add in all the different expenses, and before they know it, that $260 a month car payment turns out to be a total monthly cost of $650, $700. And every time I do this with someone, they're shocked and they're sad because this is a a big problem is that the, the, the advertisement in the dealership says, $299, $199 299 199 for this well, brand new yeah. car, it is about two and a half times the payment.
0: Is you the add that cost. in there. Yeah, I mean, that's what we quote in the garage realistically. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's our go-to point when we do have someone that we know is going to keep their vehicle, uh, they are payment-free, and they're willing to invest in what they have, and we make sure we qualify that respectfully. We never want folks to spend money in something that they're just not going to own. Um, we use that quote. Do you, do, do you want to go out and spend that seven eight grand, Susie? You had a question about our elderly population. Well,
1: yeah, I was just wondering. So, if, if you don't have kids, but let's say you have elder parents that you have to take to you know doctors' appointments and whatnot, and I get that. That's going to be probably what Lyft and Uber. Is that or do well, we put Grandma and Grandpa on a bike? <laughs> I'm saying put Big Daddy Grandpa. I said we get a tandem bike, right? Tricycle. You sitting back and we ride. A tricycle. I Yeah.
2: A scooter. Uh, yes. No, my, my parents are uh, they are in their 70s, uh, upper 70s. And first of all, the first thing to know is a lot of uh, seniors, they have a car. Or maybe a senior couple, they have two cars. These are, are absolutely people who would benefit hugely by either getting rid of one or both cars. Most seniors are on a fixed income, right? right. They can, if they could cut out thousands of dollars in expense from their annual budget, that opens up a lot of freedom for them. And almost the great advantage is almost all seniors have one big advantage over those of us who have to go to work every day, and that is they don't have to report to a job every day. They go out when they want to, like my parents do. They're retired. Uh, Doctors appointments, errands, food shopping, social activities, all of those things are no problem without owning a car. Seniors benefit hugely from the freedom of car-free living.
0: Yeah, and I would add to that. You you mentioned a very good point about uh, just sort of this app-based economy. Everything's at our fingertips on our phone. I will add, and I know this firsthand with the city of Phoenix, I'm sure uh, municipalities out in California, Orange County, all the way up north, pedestrian-friendly cities. The urban planning, we have really switched gears uh, in the last 10 years for sure. So that helps promote the idea that, yes, you can have your bike lane. Yes, you can have transportation that's kicked up a notch to help you get to where you go. So this would kind of, if we're going to attempt car free, now listen, all you hot rod maniacs, you can still take your Sunday, get the 68 Camaro with the wheelie bar. You can still go cruising, but think about the money. I mean, I love the topic. I'm actually... I would. All right. Here's here's a contract with Mr. Chris Baelish. Uh Here it is, folks. All right. Let's do this. All right. And and Susie will hold me accountable. Our audience will hold Frank accountable. Now, I just broke my ankle about three months ago. So give me within 30 days. I like to bike. I'm going to start off with two days to work. Well, I'm going to I work about 25 miles away, Chris, just so you know. So that's so. What I end up doing is I I take my truck, I park it by the Rio Salado. Right. <laughs> I'll Closer. I put the biggest helmet I have on because it's dangerous <laughs> driving dangerous. a bike in this town. It is dangerous. Um, but I will ride the bike. Would it would be about twelve miles each way.
2: Okay. Is that a bet? That's a bet. You are on. By the now, way, my commute is <laughs> eighteen miles oh. each way. Every day, Monday through Friday.
0: Well, tell us about that. How are you managing that?
2: Well, so I actually, what we do is we combine modes of transportation, and I talk about that a lot um, in the course, and that is, if you just ride the bus, or you just take the train, or you just ride your bike, uh, that, you know, it's a little bit um, one-dimensional. When you start combining modes of transportation, that opens up the whole city for you to get around. So I take my bike. I take it all the way down. I ride it about a mile to the train station, and I get on the L.A. Metro train, and then I take two trains into work. I get off at Union Station, and then my office building is right there. So, yeah, it's you uh, mix it up. That's
1: so funny you said that because I literally was going to give you a scenario. Let's say I'm going to go to work. I have to go shopping after work. Then I have to go to the post office and drop off a package. Then I got to take my kids to practice. So, am I going to bike to work? Take the bus shopping?
0: Well, right? you could. It's doable. Right? I know. Well, yeah. this is the gig. It's behavior, <laughs> Chris. A lot of people are listening now. Again, we, we probably we probably <laughs> lost a few people, but I I do think those that are listening to this, me. Well, will you meet me? You listening right now? Will you meet me? Two days a week, going light, car light. You mentioned car light.
2: Yeah, car, car car light. light. Great. Car, car light, light just, you you just cut down your, your you cut car it down. Usage. That's right. Yeah. Does now, carpooling count? Absolutely. Oh, I'm there. I'm
1: there already. Thank you.
0: That's a well, that's a baby step towards it. <laughs> eventually all the users gotta get out of that car. <laughs> but what attracted me to this whole concept of how to live well without owning a car was you had mentioned You can finally see your abs. As a 50-year-old man, I want to see my abs again. I do want to get on a bicycle, and I want to see my my wife's listening. She said,
1: yeah, I want to see them abs, too. What happened? Because currently we're seeing our flabs.
0: We want to drop the FL. So we're going car-free so we
2: can go flab-free. I'm
0: down with that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'll tell you, it'll, it'll happen for you. When I first started bicycle commuting, within the first three months, I lost 25 pounds. And guess what? I was eating everything in sight. Well, yeah, I yeah. ate a lot, and you just burn so many calories. And by the way, I didn't have to go to the gym anymore. I didn't have to make a special appointment after work to go to the gym because I was getting my workout in the commute, during the commute. That's true. Yeah.
0: Here's a quote from the book as we get ready for break from an uh, actor and environmental activist. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., Chris Baylish's book can help environmentally conscious Americans live their values. If you're concerned about pollution and global warming, following the program in these pages. Follow the program in these pages. There can be a life without a car and a good life at that. That's Ed Begley junior yeah um i mean you've got some great testimonial uh, out there and uh, i do invite you listening how to live well without owning a car i will keep the copy of the book at the garage excellent to As remind car you. care well no i want to i want our folks well i'll tell you what there's a few of us garage owners across the country uh we're not quite car free but folks can come in and uh
1: Get a little bike home while their car's
0: being fixed. We got the rental bikes in front of the shop. Maybe you
1: should challenge a, another garage owner like Chris uh, Baldron. Maybe. Crazy. We could do it.
0: Uh, Chris Baelish, uh, author. Stay tuned with us, Chris. We're going to bring you back for a segment. Dive in a little more. Wrench Nation.
2: We had Picardy. I forgot the clock.
0: Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler, Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Oh!
1: Susie and Frank hanging
0: out with you guys every week. Uh, remember to get on to wrenchnation.tv. Well, uh, well we got over 167 some odd shows Hang out with us there. Uh, save money, breathe easier, and get more mileage out of life. We have uh, the Emmy Award winning broadcast journalist and author Chris Baelish, who wrote the book, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Chris, are you there?
2: Yes, I am. Francis. This is
0: an amazing topic, and and one of the th- it really is. And I'm grateful that you came on, and certainly want to direct people onto Amazon and tell folks where they can find you, whether that be social media or any .dot coms. Let's get those pertinents out, Chris. Yes,
2: yeah, sure. Uh, so the the main one is carfreecourse .dot com, and all my links are on that page. And by the way, Susie met carfreecourse.com. .dot and Susie asked a question before a little uh, a little humdinger there. What? How do I go to work, then go grocery shopping, then do something with the kids, and so on? At carfreecourse.com, Susie, look at the picture on the top. That's what you need. Problem solved. Okay. I'm going.
1: I'm All going. Right. You guys <laughs> got
0: to get on over there. Carfreecourse.com. Now listen up here. We covered up some basics as possible. A family of. Uh, children and mom and dad they can make the transition certainly uh, all you single people this is easy peasy you probably already doing most of your life without a car Uh, young couples but i have a question representing a mainstay of our society mr baelish how are we going to go car free regarding the certain
2: topical area of dating and romance Oh, yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and that's, a, that's, a, that's probably one of the um, hot-button topics that a lot of my, my uh, coaching clients ask me about. When I first moved to L.A., so I was single and car-free in St. Louis, Missouri, when I moved to L.A., everyone said, oh, well, you did it in St. Louis. You could be car-free. You, There's no way you're going to be able to do that in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, it's been over 12 years car-free in L.A., and I met the most beautiful woman I've ever laid eyes on and started <laughs> dating
1: her.
0: Uh, All right, was that a car-free? process? I mean, I just, I'm trying to figure out. Susie, we just met. I met you in a grocery store. You see me leaving with my shopping cart. We get some conversation, and I say I'm going to pick you up later. And you say, okay, uh, here's Did you where... walk
1: me out of the store when you met me? Because ri- if you would have walked me out of the store, <laughs> you would have seen my bicycle with a backpack, a shopping bag. I'm looking at the picture, Chris. I'm looking at it. Ah,
0: so we're sending... <laughs> are we sending signals out? So, uh, all right. Well, Chris, it's a serious topic. I mean, I guess that's a gradual uh, transition into that, dating well, and romance, car free.
2: Yeah, no. Well, okay, so step one is most dates these days... Uh, my single friends tell me, is a meetup. So you meet at... Starbucks, so you meet at a coffee shop or a restaurant or a neutral,
0: neutral, a neutral
2: place. So you have that first meeting to sort of make a good impression on the person that you're interested in, and you know the the topic of being car free never comes up. And then so you are you then you try to go for the second date, and uh, you know, and a lot of um, people are more comfortable just meeting somewhere for the second date as well, or you do go with a group of friends to a ball game or to a concert, and maybe one of your friends drives or you know there's a lot of different options for that and you you just meet sort of in a downtown uh well, I think, area with a lot of things to do like Santa Monica here in LA.
0: Yeah, Chris, I got I got to say this because I think generationally, please educate me. I came up where I
2: right, what kind of car are you driving? <laughs>
0: that's not no longer the case. Right. I mean, that was really Uh, sort of uh, a a genre of a generation. Chris, is this true? Like, I was uh, an 80s kind of guy, and uh, I mean, unfortunately maybe I was just not dating the most brilliant women, but they (laughs) were like, oh, look at Pimp Daddy, he's got the 68 Camaro, (laughs) we're going for a date. Not so much these days. There's more substance, would you say?
2: Oh, 100%. In fact, many of, uh, of my wife's single friends, a lot of times they'll say, if a guy pulls up in too fancy of a car, yeah. They're instantly their guard is up and they often find out later that the guy's got a huge car payment and he's got all kinds of debt. Baggage. Right? <laughs> and baggage, yeah. yeah. So so that's one thing. And then the other thing is, uh, in car free dating, any woman and I'm speaking from a man's perspective, any woman who would not date me because I'm car free, I don't want to date her anyway. So it's a ah, true. election process.
0: All right, I like that logic. I think that's uh that's a fair statement. Yeah. I think you listening may, may, may agree. I mean, so listen, pull up with your big hoopty schwin with some big, <laughs> some big white walls. Pimp and out your bike. bike yeah. Listen. Just don't get rid of the little honky (laughs) horn. We need to let people know. Uh, Chris Baelish, one more time, where can people find this great information?
2: All right. Everything is on uh, my webpage, carfreecourse.com, carfreecourse.com. All my links are there. You can link to all my stuff.
0: And I will keep, Susie and I both. We will keep the book right in our lounge. We invite you while you're in for service, uh, you know, and if you want to get a copy, Amazon, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. I think that's a serious topic. I think you guys can do it. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. No way, Jose. But as you said, the world is changing and... Uh, we so we have a contract now. It means we got to we get have a Chris. Contract, twice I'm a saying week. in about four months, maybe around the holidays, we get Chris back on. Okay. We congratulate you. Congratulate you officially on newborn. Yeah. And we check your
1: commitment, Frank. And we find out if Frank can see his abs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Chris, when he you will. wrote the book, were you at home or were you on the train?
2: Ah, Exactly. No, so I wrote the book uh, literally while I was commuting. Nice. I love it. I love it. So,
0: yeah. Well, there you have it. Chris Baelish, uh, author of How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Chris, we are going to catch you. You're out of Santa Monica? Yes. We do a lot of gigs out in Malibu and Newport, so we're gonna stay connected. We'd love to connect with you. Love Give you to. a big hug. This is a great book. It's a it's a great read. It it's not light. There's a lot of substance and what I like, there's a lot of great testimonials. Yes. From cross-section, so it's not just the single dudes who can get away with it. I mean, <laughs> so, great book, How to Live Well Without Owning a Car. Thank you, Mr. Chris Baelish. You rock, brother. You're the best, Chris. My pleasure. Talk Thank you yourself. so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible, Susie. Yeah, I think so. I think it's mind over matter, Frank. Now,
0: I just got to figure out how I'm going to do this That's situation. That's right. Monday and Friday. Maybe I can think I got myself in
1: trouble. I think so.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Every week we enjoy hanging with you guys here on Wrench Nation, and uh, I do want to give a big shout-out. I was... Uh, very, very grateful and fortunate. Uh, as I as I mentioned, a lot of our automotive shop owners and the industry that listens to the show, uh, Pronto had uh, their national 2019 Summer Sales Marketing Conference. And I was able to represent the service side. And we had a great productive conversation about how we can all do this automotive industry just a little better by way of communicating and relationships nice and i think that's important so is. i think i think those of you driving that are looking for service one of the things you can do you're already checking the bbb you're checking reviews you want to make sure that's balanced but how well are these people active in the industry that they're uh, participating in that's a good point. I think so, and so most of your good community-minded garages, they're going to be active in some way, and I think it's important. So, big shout out to uh, Pronto 2019 Summer Sales Marketing Conference, and of course, uh, Parts Authority, uh, one of our great friends of the show. We appreciate hanging with you. Don't forget next Wednesday, we've do got we have some good shows. A big shout out to our producer Sherry Butler. She has been grinding some good guests. We have fascinating guests coming to you, and hopefully these topics are fascinating for you guys. Uh, give us your show ideas, or turn us on to a local garage or mechanic that you'd like to highlight. We have a microphone for them. Uh, get on to wrenchnation.tv, Desert Car Care Channel. You can catch us down in Chandler and Dobson. As I tell you, maniacs, every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug the mechanic. Now, what's on wrenchnation.tv, there's a billion websites out there. Well, there's a ton of nice shows I think you guys will enjoy. We know how it is. I mean, you got three to five seconds to listen to anything. Y'all got ADD. <laughs> Susie, yes. Friend. am I lying? You're not lying. People don't have attention anymore. So I'm just going to tell you right up front. We know this. We understand. Some of you are already gone because you just,
1: oh, got to get over there. Next. You capture our attention, though.
0: Well, wrenchnation.tv. I mean, you can catch, leave it to Beaver's Tony Dow. We had a 50-year reunion with the Corvair. Yeah. 50 years that car came back in his life. Yes. Now, here's, uh, I get excited about this community situation. Open change, vehicle donations making a difference. There's a organization that has uh, donated uh, north of 6,000 cars on the East Coast. And last week, Noor Daoud, Palestinian drift racer from Ramallah. Do you know what it's like growing up in Ramallah, Palestine?
1: I don't even know where that's at.
0: It's in a very volatile area of the okay. world. Like people are trying to just eat for I mean, it's tough. And she is out there breaking the barriers but that's all on wrenchnation.tv and with that I will invite you because we're Frank here Ranch Nation here. we appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the wrench Nation car talk show but did you guys know I'm not basket weaving I don't do roofing I actually own desert car care of Chandler boy and I've got a great team down there if you've got car repair or maintenance needs I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go give me a call 4807 480- 726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Hey Gilbert friends, when we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I got to tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldron, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner, and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop. Friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000. 480-855-8000 480 8000 The Car Shop Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com.